Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I created Data Mesh Radio to be a resource for Data Mesh practitioners the world over. This is a weekly summary episode where I share a bit about the upcoming week's episodes and give you an extended summary for any interviews or panels that will be released during that week. It's designed to help you decide what episodes you might want to spend the full time to listen to, as interview episodes and panels are typically more than one hour long. In general, if you were running up against any challenges with Data Mesh, I'm here to help. I started a company around doing just that, Data Mesh Understanding. So get in touch if I can be of help. Check out our free community programs and things like that as well. weekly episode summaries and programming notes for the week of August 20th, 2023. So I know I mentioned my book writing a few weeks ago back, and and now that has morphed into many books, <laughs> one on success factors and one on success metrics to start. But I have a lot of ideas kind of percolating, really brewing in my head. So let me know what topics you'd want a 150 to 175 page book on it related to data mesh. I'm potentially doing a hybrid model with some of these with asking some people out there, maybe listeners here, between you know 50 to 50 people for each of these books to write up a short post or essay kind of on, on a specific topic. And then I'll add in my own thoughts, you know, that might be around driving or measuring value in, in data work or maybe around, you know, creating useful communities in data, maybe something that's more specific, like something around a specific governance topic. It's kind of neat, even if I'm not much of a writer, I think there will be a lot of room in this in this space for some really good information flow. So what's on tap for this week? On Monday, we have episode 250, staying aligned on the vision in Data Mesh, lessons from Volkswagen's journey with Christoph Spohr. So quote, there are not solutions, only trade-offs. Christoph said that, he said, understand that nothing is perfect, right? I think this sets the tone for really open and honest conversation around doing data mesh at a very, very large scale. Christoph is more focused on the practical application of what am I trying to achieve and how do I do this and how do I make it scalable rather than trying to adhere to doing data mesh for the sake of data mesh or doing data mesh relative to the exact vision very closely versus figuring out what's working and what can work. It's all about pragmatism, and there there's some really interesting insights you should check out. On Friday, we have episode 251, which is a panel tying the business strategy to the data work and vice versa uh, with Berche Gultekin, um, Gada Rishani, Beth Bauer, and Michael Tolan. So I love all of my panels, but this one was probably the most fun had on a panel you know, by the panelists at least, and I think maybe even me from listening to it. Maybe this was the most fun in human history for the panelists. They covered a ton about how to build your data strategy to align with the business strategy and focus on work that doesn't just support the data strategy, but especially supports the business strategy. How do you do that work? How do you find that work? How do you focus on that work? And then how to influence the business strategy to be more data-driven, both 
data-driven in creating the strategy and that the strategy includes being more data-driven. And there's so much more in here. Plus, as I said, it's just a fun one. I think you'll really enjoy listening to that. Now with that, on to the extended summary for Christoph's episode and the panel. As a quick reminder, the panel extended summaries are quite long, so strap in a bit for that one. Extended summary for episode 215, Staying Aligned on the Vision in Data Mesh, Lessons from Volkswagen's Journey, an interview with Christoph Spohr. So in this episode, I interviewed Christoph, who's a lead architect of big data platforms and the product owner of Data Mesh at Volkswagen Group. To be clear, Christoph was only representing his own views on the episode. Quick note, if you're actually listening to the episode later this week, apologies that my audio in the actual episode is a bit weird. I had yet to build my makeshift sound studio, and so there was kind of some weird echo issues, and so sometimes I sound a little bit haunting. So Christoph started the conversation with some perspective into the IT slash data landscape at Volkswagen, where they have you know hundreds of thousands of employees and hundreds of petabytes of data. So when you think about what good data mesh practices look like in that environment at that scale. It's much more about, he said, quote, aligning people on a shared vision and not getting lost in the overall process. It's easy to lose alignment because so many people are getting their understanding about data mesh in general, or at least aspects of data mesh from vendors. Those definitions are often very different, especially around how much is centralized or decentralized. So look to start your conversations with colleagues by clarifying everyone's understanding of data mesh or a specific aspect of data mesh to stay on the same page. Your understanding will change over time and so will theirs. Make sure you're still on the same page together. In data and IT work, at the end of the day, everything is about compromises and trade-offs for Christoph. Nothing is kind of that quote-unquote right answer. It is about the search for the least bad answer. When you are looking at data mesh in a very large organization like Volkswagen, he recommends looking for your sweet spots. There are places data mesh could thrive and places where it's not a good fit. Don't get too bogged down in trying to go organization-wide early on. You couldn't support that anyway. Christoph recommends before getting too deep into your data mesh implementation strategy, Break down your high-level vision into two pieces. The first is, how would this align to and serve the existing business processes? You need a business side of your vision. What are we doing data mesh for? You also won't be able to change the way the organization works easily, so find ways to align to how things already work. The second is the IT architecture and the necessary capabilities to actually pull off doing data mesh well. How do you get into a data-driven mindset? What are the kinds of technical implementation details you will need to accommodate? Not even the the use cases, just what types of domains and what types of data sources. How will you manage risk? How will you make sure things can scale? Choosing the wrong abstraction, the wrong architectural paradigm, is the biggest risk to a use case in Christoph's view. Each team has a different way of working, and you should look to when still within the framework of data mesh, 
find a way of working that achieves the target result, but is as close to their existing way of working as possible. This will likely smooth adoption friction and prevent some misunderstandings. You're not making them completely change the way they do everything. His next two biggest risks were first, make sure you have stakeholders that really feel the pain of the existing approach to the use case and systems and are willing to move, right? Are they feeling that existing pain in the systems and the use case? If there isn't a desire to move, it's difficult to drag them along and succeed. The other, you know, the third biggest risk is about don't overpromise. Make sure what you say you will deliver is realistic. For Christoph, quote, there are no solutions, only trade-offs. So when discussing approaches, let people know the trade-offs you are making because nothing will be perfect. That honestly will resonate well with most people. In Volkswagen's journey, specifically, Christoph expected the biggest pain point for you know consumers, customers to be that data was in silos. But that wasn't it. They were more concerned with fine-grained access control. So when he talks to stakeholders, he makes sure to understand their pain first instead of trying to pitch the approach they've landed on with data mesh. But it's also important to not ask people what they want in his experience. They will try to just add scaling to their existing approach when a new approach is often necessary. So listen for the pain, pitch to the pain, but don't pitch to their exact desired approach if it's not a scalable solution. When asked about advice to his former data mesh self, Christoph circled back to the challenges around communication. You need to constantly be staying in touch with people, aligning on vision and sharing trade-offs. You also need to focus on what are people's pains and look to deliver something scalable to that pain rather than asking them what they want. They, again, often want their current approach to magically scale. You have to partner with them and make sure they understand that cultural change will be necessary to accomplish their goals. This isn't a magic wand. Data Mesh isn't a magic wand. And he also recommends watching out for any of the IT slash data team getting too big of a head, too much ego, because they can do these really interesting and amazing things with data. Christoph recommends a few things for getting more buy-in for your data mesh implementation in a large organization. One is to plant your seeds by having lots of conversations about what you are trying to achieve, because when people are ready, they will come to you. You know, Aaron Wilkerson talked a lot about that in his episode as well. A second point is to talk to a lot of people to understand where big challenges or opportunities are in the organization. That way you can try to focus a bit more on high value use cases. And the third is to try to frame your approach and choose an abstraction that matches the senior leader slash stakeholders. If they like one approach, if they understand that this is the way um, IT systems succeed, then you know, try to frame things and hopefully deliver your approach or develop the approach in a way that works well for them. So you aren't trying to drive buy-in for the approach as well. They already understand that approach. Volkswagen is potentially a different kind of organization to many others out there. In Christoph's experience as a hierarchical organization, it often makes sense to talk to the technical people within a domain first to assess what challenges there are and come to the senior leaders with something more fully formed and targeting their actual business challenges rather than asking them to share their data-related challenges. Be opportunistic in selecting use cases to go after 
And he is also not loyal to the concept of data mesh. If it gets too complex at scale, he will look for something else. I fully agree with that. I don't think that data mesh for the sake of data mesh really helps anybody. As to ways of working, Christoph recommends to go for simple and speedy. Because even if you head down a path that isn't working, it will still likely be quicker to pivot and head in a new direction than if you had gotten bogged down with analysis paralysis. Look to converse with other experts in the industry on your journey. Christoph was unlucky in finding people who had done data mesh at Volkswagen scale, but that's not the case for most of you out there. Extended summary for episode 251, a panel tying the business strategy to the data strategy and data work and vice versa. This was led by Berche Gultekin with Gadarishani, Beth Bauer, and Michael Toland. Quick reminder that the extended summaries for panels go through a lot of bullet points. There are 32 in this one, so they can be quite long. In this episode, guest host Berche, who's the chief data uh, and analytics officer at Friesland Campina, facilitated a discussion with Gada, who's managing director data and technology strategy and part of the product project management office at Bank of America, as well as guest of episode 206, Beth Bauer, who's the CEO of her own consulting company, Pazaroy, who's guest of episode 218, and then Michael, who's the senior product management consultant and coach at Pathfinder Product Labs. As per usual, all guests were only reflecting their own views. The topic for this panel was like, how do we tie the business strategy all the way down to the data work via the data strategy and vice versa of making sure the data work is tied to the business strategy? It's a complex topic. So a lot of this is about, you know, driving to good ways of of working and keeping sight of the actual overall business goals. Like, what? how does your data strategy actually matter relative to the overall business? How does your data work matter? And then as per usual with panels, I wanted to share my takeaways rather than trying to reflect the nuance of the panelists' views individually. So here are my top eight takeaways. Number one, it's easy to lose sight of the data work when focusing on a data strategy. Make sure to understand and lay out your understanding of what will need what work will need to actually happen, you know, at at a high level, but to deliver on your data strategy, what will you need to actually do? Essentially make sure you can execute on your data strategy via work and not just words. And don't you dare forget your, your data governance. Number two, in many organizations, there is some, maybe a lot of cultural change necessary before the data strategy influences the actual business strategy. You need to prove the data work drives business outcomes and is aligned to the business strategy for a while, maybe even two to three years, before the data strategy can be a key factor in actually shaping the business strategy instead of you having to align your data strategy to the business strategy. The business strategy would then be generated a lot from the data strategy, but it takes a while. Number three, Think about layering your data strategy to include what you can accomplish, what value you can drive today based on past investments, and then what what you are trying to build for the future 
So where those additional investments could drive more value down the line. But if you only focus on areas for those additional investment instead of reinforcing the value already generated, it can feel like past investments haven't really paid off. If you don't share about what capabilities you've built and the value that kind of were was created from that, why would someone want to invest in more future capabilities? Number four, well-executed data work, you know, at, at its core, at the most simplest, helps people to make better decisions. Well-executed data work helps people to just make better decisions. Lean into how your data work will help people to be better at their job. If you are pitching data as the key decision maker in and of itself, most business execs will at best laugh it off, but probably also feel threatened. Show them how data work makes them better at them making the key decisions, not that the data work or that the data is making the decisions for them. Number five, the business strategy and data strategy are frameworks for making decisions. You know, help your organization understand how data will make them better at making decisions, not just by being more informed, but by having more focus on what information actually matters. There are so many inputs to consider, so much information flowing everywhere. People are just information overloaded. The data strategy should be about finding what matters and elevating that so leaders can focus on execution, not sorting through and absorbing information from 150 dashboards. Number six, to develop an effective strategy, you have to understand where you are as a business, right? Whether that's data, business strategy, whatever strategy, you know, how can you know where you want to go and how you want to get there if you don't know where you are? Look to assess your high-level organizational capabilities as well as assess at the, the line of business level so you can help people align on the work to be done. Uh, you know, a low data literacy team trying to do advanced AI is going to be a bad strategy. Right? You have to understand what is capable and where, where you want to go and kind of but still where you are. Number seven, to create a good data strategy, you need to actually understand what a data strategy is and how it applies to your specific organization. A data strategy isn't only about desired outcomes, but the entire information lifecycle from data acquisition or generation through to management and then leveraging the information that you've gained through data to drive business decisions and outcomes. And say no to data for the sake of data, of course. Number eight, Data leaders should help their business leaders to get data fluent to a degree where they can leverage data and also know when they are out of their depth relative to data and they should call in experts to help them. We don't need every executive to be highly data literate as long as they recognize where they have weaknesses and can lean on the right people to help them with data when it is called for. So here are my other 24 takeaways. Many touch on similar points to the top eight, as well as to each other. So they're just from certain different aspects or different perspectives. Number one, as Birche said in her wrap up, communicate, 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 and make sure everyone has the right incentives in place so that their behavior is moving the business and data strategies forward. Number two, think of data as feedback from the real world about what is happening and what you're trying to do. If we purposefully stop people from thinking of data as this kind of mystical, mystifying, all-powerful force, what more could we do? 
how many more people would be willing to use data more frequently if they just saw it as kind of this is feedback from the real world? Uh, Andrew Padilla's uh, uh, episode, which I think was episode 99, kind of talked about this as well of what our data is telling us, like what's actually happening um, and how do we actually reflect that? Number three, if the data strategy is its own wholly separate plan and approach, you're probably doing it wrong. It must be closely aligned to the business strategy or you are likely headed for trouble. A good strategy is an enabling function to allow data and data work to support the business strategy. Number four, if your data strategy isn't tightly aligned with your business strategy, your data work to execute on your data strategy is far more likely to be seen as a cost center. Make sure the rest of your organization understands how the data strategy supports their work and their key business targets for data to be seen as a value generator instead of a cost center. Number five, many executives think of data as mostly powering their applications and their interactions with customers or partners or things like that. It's crucial to get them to understand how data can help make better decisions looking forward and not just merely reporting on what happened or you know powering the actual applications, especially because they need to help generate that data to actually use to make those forward-looking decisions. They have to lean in on creating the data as well, not just uh, analyzing it. Number six, before doing data work, you should always ask, what is the business justification? Things might not turn out how you expect it, but it's important to share with others and also make sure you are focusing on work that should drive business value. It also makes it easy to show the value you delivered instead of people kind of believing the value happened elsewhere, it just kind of magically came out of nowhere. Data work enables value. Look to show that pretty often. Number seven, if you want a data strategy of becoming more data-driven and more data-fluent to succeed, you have to take into account the organizational and cultural change aspects in that strategy. You don't have to solve for everything, but technology isn't going to solve your data literacy challenges for you. Number eight, when looking or when focusing on the data work, think about the small steps. Think about taking small steps. You don't need to map every single step out, but you can't just try to take these giant leaps and expect things to work out. You got to think about how do we make the forward progress instead of just say, I want to get there. Let's get to there. You kind of have to figure out how you're going to get there. Number nine, when building out the data strategy, look at timelines to value and making people understand when, when value will actually come. If you only focus on the quick wins, you will see your potential for data wins really start to dry up over time. You have to balance near-term wins and building long-term capabilities to create far more capabilities for wins in the future. But only focusing on that two-year-plus-out horizon probably won't win you any followers, friends, or funds. Number 10, a good potential a potential good leverage point to bring business execs in on the data strategy is around risk. What risks are they looking to take and how can data better enable them to understand and quantify those risks to ensure the potential rewards are actually worth the risk? Number 11, throughout the data strategy and data work, always tie things back to specific business problems. Not having a good data platform isn't a business problem. Not being able to handle your data at, at scale to reliably and quickly make decisions on certain challenges is a major business problem. And not having a good data platform causes that business problem. But not having a data platform isn't the business problem. Number 12, 
if you provide data without context, your business partners won't really care about it, right? Same for data work. Think about the business context of what you are trying to do and communicate that to your business partners to drive alignment and buy-in. Number 13, data leaders should certainly want to be part of the conversations shaping the business strategy. But unless you've got a proven track record in your company of data driving your business results, it might take time to earn your seat at the table. While unfortunate, it's totally normal to not have that seat just saved for you at the table. Number 14, cultural change unfortunately typically takes a long time. People don't like change and organizations are even more rigid than than people are. If your company is not heavily focused on data, it may take a long time before the business strategy is influenced by data. You need to get more and more momentum and change people's view of data and their experience with leveraging data to do their jobs better before you can expect data to be integral to the the business strategy, either shaping it or as part of, you know, that business strategy is talking about data or that the data strategy shapes the business strategy. So, but, you know, start building the momentum now. Start building that so that you will have that in the future. Number 15, the data strategy is just half the battle. You need to incentivize people to actually execute on it, you know, to do the data work. Incentives matter far more than we typically give credence to in data. Number 16, find your advocates, your your data champions. Those are your best tools to really drive cultural change. The people sitting alongside other business people and showing them the power of embracing data. You've got people that are out there saying, no, this isn't just something that, that the data people are talking about. This actually drives business value. Number 17, if you were tying the data strategy to the data work, you need to understand how you already do data work. Uh, Christoph Spohr had, had said something similar that you'll hear in uh, episode 250. Um, coming up with a grand strategy perfectly aligned to the business strategy that completely ignores or changes how data work gets done is going to be a real mess. You know, you have to understand how your, your business already does work. Number 18 if the people crafting the business strategy aren't data literate, are they going to create a strategy that relies on data to drive results? Probably not. Try to help them get to that decently data literate level so that they actually will start to craft uh, data into the business strategy. Number 19, when building your data strategy and focusing on the, the data work, you should consider what work ties to which parts of the business strategy. If the company isn't trying to do real-time data interaction and analysis, do you really need that streaming ML solution? If you can tie your investments directly to business objectives, it's easier to get funding and to keep the attention of business leaders around data initiatives. Number 20, it's okay and probably a best practice to iterate on your data strategy as you do more data work. Are you getting more or less aligned with the business strategy? Even if the business strategy is a once a year proclamation from on high from the CEO and the board, you don't have to live with that timetable. Test, learn, adapt. Always be trying to update where you're headed as you learn more. Number 21, the data work alone never adds value. If you deliver to an amazing data strategy and the organization can't act on, they can't take advantage of the work, then it was a waste of time and effort. Don't get too far ahead of the organization while you improve what everybody's doing relative to data. Number 22, well-functioning data teams 
do innovation work that may or may not pay off. Try to keep that in mind when you build your data strategy. Try to make that a lot of other people aware of that. If no one is trying and potentially failing, you're probably playing things too safe. Keep your blast radii small if things do blow up, but create that space for innovation. Number 23, when talking about data work and value, business value is not always in dollars. Make sure people understand that. Ask your business partners how much they value certain outcomes. That's where you can talk to business value when you as a data team don't know how much they value, you know, whatever result that is. Finally, number 24, the world is changing so much faster than it ever has before. Execs need inputs at a much quicker pace than historically to stay on top of things and ahead of the competition. Work with them to understand their pain and align on data work to address it instead of focusing on kind of the cool tech aspects. Hopefully it sounds like some awesome episodes for you coming up this week. As a reminder, feel free to get in touch if I might be useful in your data mesh journey, helping quite a few organizations and introducing people to each other, plus doing some roundtables. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week. Now on to that fun, funky little outro music. 